definitely need some Tic Tacs or something, because your breath stinks! Really? DreamWorks Pictures presents Shrek. Hello and welcome to I Can't Believe It's Not The Mouse, the podcast all about animated movies not made by Disney. I'm your host, Octaviano Macias, and today we're talking about easily the most famous animated movie I've talked about on this show so far. You love them, you saw them sell out, you've even memed them to death. Yes, I'm talking about Shrek, the 2001 Best Animated Film winner that, honestly, do I even have to explain this one? You, you know the story, right? Animated movie about an ogre who finds his swamp overrun by fairytale creatures, goes to meet with the lord that made it that way, makes a deal, saves a princess, falls in love with the princess, and it eventually spawned three sequels, a spinoff, so many specials, a ride. What didn't this thing spawn? Honestly, it feels like it was everywhere. To a point that I remember there even being newspaper headlines, magazine covers, all just because he was becoming a father in the third movie. They were like, oh, look at the new celebrity father and y- you know, all that stuff. So yeah, sure. But we're talking specifically about the original movie. I'm not gonna go into the sequels. Someday I will go into the sequels, but today I'm mainly talking about that first movie, which feels very different from its sequels. Even compared to its sequels, it's very adult. Very, it feels very much like a different product. Now granted, not, not that, again, not going into the sequels too much, but compared to the sequels, this movie does feel very different, like in terms of how it's approached, in terms of how the the, the story goes along, the humor, uh, just the way every, every character talks, because it's very mature. I mean, granted, it's still... Uh, family friendly enough for kids to watch but compared to a lot of movies that were made just in, in like you know animated movies that were made afterwards even its own sequels it feels very adult although she lives with seven other men she's not easy and that, that's the biggest thing that I, I will say about this movie is that compared to other, other DreamWorks animated movies uh, compared to its sequels compared to a lot of its competitors whether it's Disney or other companies a lot of the humor the language the material is very different from what was being done uh from what's even being done today just because a lot of it is aimed directly at adults like you get jokes that are clearly supposed to be penis jokes masturbation jokes stuff like that like they say it in a way that it's like it kind of slipped by but it's not too hard for someone who you know just to think about it a few seconds to notice like hey wait a second i just noticed lord farquaad looking at his boner uh as the the magic mirror is talking about the the princess wild right now granted why this movie took off is anyone's guess i mean of course there's the quality uh it was like nothing before it still feels like nothing that that has come afterwards and while yes i will agree that there are better movies being made and there were better movies even at that time it it was just so unique that it felt like a breath of fresh air uh even if a good chunk of why some people might have turned to it is just because realistically speaking this is a very petty movie against Disney. Now granted, I'm not saying that you can't mock Disney. Of course, anyone can mock Disney. Disney's mocked themselves. And yeah, I have no issues with movies deciding, hey, let's just make fun of the mouse. But when I say that this movie is petty, it is very petty. And you can notice it right away. Why 
why is that? Well, you see, DreamWorks Animation, the company behind this movie, um, was founded by three people. Steven Spielberg, um, I'm blanking out on the other guy's name. I know it's uh, something Jeffin. Uh, that's with a G. I'm going to feel so bad when once I re- remember it, but whatever, moving along. And Jeffrey Katzenberg. Jeffrey Katzenberg is the important name of the bunch because Jeffrey Katzenberg previously had worked with Disney Animation. Uh, he was the head of Disney Animation between the 80s to around the mid-90s. Pretty much a lot of the movies that a lot of 90s kids like myself remember, like uh, Beauty and the Beast, Sleep, uh, not Sleeping Beauty, um, Little Mermaid, uh, The Lion King, result of his, uh, his leadership. So, yeah, you'd think he would be a great man, but like, like many other execs, Jeffrey Katzenberg is kind of an ass. Now, granted, whether or not he's as bad as other people, of course, Dad, you can look at it from your own perspective, but for the most part, Jeffrey Katzenberg, very petty man, often made a lot of choices despite other people, and Shrek is no exception. See, what had happened was that he got a little too big for um, his position, as in uh, he started demanding more and more power, kind of wanted more and the head of Disney at the time Michael Eisner was like okay let's cut this at the bud let's just kick him out and that was the end of that at least he thought see Jeffrey Katzenberg along with Spielberg and the other guy again sorry I got I'm forgetting your name decided to fund this company DreamWorks and through that he was like okay let's make an animation studio and you could tell very right out the gate that it was a very pet. He was very, being very petty about it, which was understandable. He had just been fired, but at the same time, like I said, very petty. Like you, compared to other petty men in the stu- in this um, business, Jeffrey Katzenberg might be the top petty man because you have like the, the first animated movie from DreamWorks, uh, Ants. That's what for Z. That was pretty much being done because like, hey, Disney and Pixar are doing this bug movie. Let's quickly beat them to it by making our own bug movie with Ants. And so that continued with Shrek, which of course you can tell right away. There's a lot of the fairy tale uh, character stuff. Uh, there's jabs at Disney with like Pinocchio and other stuff that Disney has done. But most importantly, uh, or like the biggest thing to tell you that, yeah, this is a, a very petty movie, comes down to the villain of the movie, who is Lord Farquaad. Now, Lord Farquaad, you know, if you say it fast, en- fast enough, you might notice that Farquaad sounds a bit like fuckwad. And there's a reason for that. Lord Farquaad was based off of Michael Eisner. Now, this has never been fully confirmed by anyone on board, but I mean... One look at the man and one look at the character, you would notice right away, yeah, Farquaad looks a lot like Michael Eisner. And add to it, Farquaad is is a short character, and we'll get into why that's a little messed up later on, but of course for now, let's just stick with the pettiness. Apparently, Michael Eisner was a lot taller than Jeffrey Katzenberg and would have, I don't know if it was like that constant or just occasionally. Point is that Eisner would kind of um, make fun of, of Katzenberg for his size. So so this was like a big like, okay, let's make Michael Eisner really tiny. Call him fuckwad. Call him uh, Farquaad because it sounds like fuckwad. And that'll be the movie. We're going to be mocking him. We're going to be laughing at him. This ugly ogre is going to be mocking uh, a bunch of Disney stuff. And we're just going to have a blast with that. That Shrek. Very petty movie, like I said. But it's also a very charming and genuine movie, which is why it holds up. Because honestly, if it had just been the petty stuff, it would not be the beloved classic that it is. And realistically, two decades later, looking at it, yeah, it is a classic. You can see why this movie took off the way it did. You can see what makes it so charming. Everything about it really does hold up. Granted, I do have to wonder how much of this was supposed to be petty to begin with, as 
looking at it, you would realize that, okay, during the production of this, and this is pretty well known, uh, Chris Farley was originally supposed to be the voice of Shrek instead of Mike Myers. Now, nothing against Mike Myers. I do like his performance. But with Chris Farley, you see that it could have been a different movie. Not just because Chris Farley is a different type of comedian from Mike Myers, but because, well, eventually some of it, not a whole lot, pretty much just like two minutes of Chris Farley's audio did leak out. Now, how much Chris Farley did before he passed away, I don't know. I've heard some people say that it's about 90% of the movie that was done, but again, I don't know. This was, of course, you know, when he passed away, it was years before Shrek had even been finished and released on top of that. So it's hard to say when exactly, uh, how much exactly uh, Chris Farley would have done. That being said, that clip that leaked out does show a bit more of a sentimental, emotional side to the movie that you don't see from the finished product. Now, granted, that may just be because it was uh, the scene that leaked out is essentially the most emotional and somber moment of the movie that we got in the finished product but given that Chris Farley was just essentially doing his own voice not doing like a wacky voice like not not that that Mike Myers voice is that wacky but it is him doing essentially a silly Scottish accent one that he's done before first other sillier characters it makes you think like okay maybe Chris Farley would have had a slightly more emotional version of Shrek maybe not but that is the way I see it on his case so maybe it wasn't always supposed to be as petty as it was, but then once Mike Myers came on board, once he threw out that uh, Scottish um, accent, maybe the people decided to build on that in terms of, in terms of like, okay, let's add some of the wackiness that Shrek would be known for, like uh, like not not necessarily like the pop culture uh, references or the music, but in terms of just some of the mean spiritedness, just because between Farley's regular voice and Myers' silly Scottish voice, Myers. Scottish voice sounds a bit crueler, which understandable. It kind of works for Shrek in terms of this is a character who's supposed to be alone. He's supposed to hate people and whatnot. But I, I kind of feel like I, I was more sorry for Farley. Now, granted, maybe Farley's version would have been bad. I don't know. I just, I'm just going off of what I've heard. I'm just saying that with his version, it didn't sound like it could have been as like the same thing where it would have been as silly and comedic, you know? Uh, that's just my take on it though. Mainly I just wanted to share this just to get some stuff out of that. I do wonder if his version was, as, was supposed to be as petty as the version we ended up getting. In the end though, it doesn't really matter because honestly, whether Farley had stayed on there, Shrek really does hold up in a way that it's kind of sad that most people nowadays only think about the memes when they think of Shrek because it, don't get me wrong, I, I've got nothing against memes. I love memes myself. But at a certain point, it starts to feel like, okay, people are only thinking of this character in this ironic dumb way when you look at the movie yeah it's a very petty movie and if it was just petty i would have understood it more uh just being recognized and remembered as just this dumb silly thing but you look at it and it's like no it's actually a very heartfelt emotional movie the story is really well done it's it's paced really well it's just a really solid experience and it's one that i can see how 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 much of it you know it's still beloved just because it is really well well done even the animation which is probably the part that holds up the least 
even less than the pettiness that you find from Jeffrey Katzenberg inserted into the movie. Because the animation, and this has always been a problem with CG animation, is that while it was cutting edge at the time it came out, you could see how bad it's been dated. Unlike 2D animation, unlike stop motion, or pretty much any other form of um, entertainment, CG, regardless of how detailed it is, is never going to hold up in a few years when the tech gets better. Now, granted, there are some more stylistic movies that have come out since that I think hold up a bit more because with this movie, within five years, it already looked kind of bad. I'm, I'm not going to kid you guys. It looks kind of bad, but I'll get back into the animation uh, before I make this point. After I make this point. When it comes to, like, um later animated movies like stuff from i'd say the late 2000s early 2010s you'd think that those wouldn't hold up as much and to be fair some of them don't look as good as some of the some of the new stuff that's come out but there's still a lot of them that look a lot better than say this movie did compared to when its sequel came out th uh, three years later like um something like claudio for chance of meatballs that came out uh 11 years ago or 12 years ago i think at the very least look you know holds up really well even though, yeah, there's been better animated movies in terms of just the visual and look since then, that one at the very least does look like the tech is still relevant to what's what's um being used uh, now. Whereas with Shrek, yeah, like I was saying, even three years after once the sequel came out, it looked very dated. And this was something that I noticed even when the movie was still pretty new. Now looking at it two decades later and it doesn't hold up so well. Mainly the humans is what's bad on it. A lot of the humans just look, well, ugly. And to, to be fair, that kind of works in favor of um, Fiona. I mean, spoiler alert. But then again, they've made a million of these um, Shrek stuff. You probably already know the big spoiler. Fiona becomes a... Uh, uh, an ogre at the end and then in a way the bad animation on her human self kind of works because it at least kind of gives the, the message of like hey look this version which is supposed to be the pretty one actually doesn't look as good as the ogre version which is the true beautiful one because that's who she truly is but i know that wasn't the intention I know that the humans were not supposed to look but ugly. Thankfully, the, the the creatures, the ogres, the animals, uh, most of the fairy tale creatures that aren't human-like do ho hold up just because they're they at least you know are so cartoony that they're like okay you know that's fine. Uh, there's still issues with the mo motion and in, in, in the animation just because a lot of the characters feel kind of stiff when they move but for the most part the only thing that i will say holds up fine is just the designs on the the creatures they look fine even if they're not as detailed as a lot of modern day stuff would be and even the, the stuff from the sequels but yeah i mean whew, i i really hope i don't get a lot of hate for this but yeah the animation and again sadly this is the thing with cg animation doesn't hold up so so well it is the one aspect that I will say, yeah, that's a problem. But at the same time, who cares when everything else works so well? And that's the important thing. And it's, of course, it's always important to acknowledge like, hey, this was made uh, this many years ago. So you can excuse it for that. I mean, of course, it's kind of a double standard because there's a lot of 2D animated movies or um, just live action movies that still look great even to this day from even decades before Shrek. But... Again, this is a problem that's inherent to CG animation. It's a sad one, but it is a real one. It's something that has to be acknowledged. Shrek, as as you know, judging purely on its animation, not very good. But at the very at the same time, that's not all that matters. So I, I can get by that. And some of the effects are so, also aren't so good on it. I noticed that a lot of the times when you see fire in this movie, it just looks like the basic stuff that you'd learn like on on After Effects right away. Like it, it just looks like okay, baby's first. Um, 
fire simulation. But hey, you know, at the very least, a lot of the movie still holds up really well. And even if it's not the animation, the, not the look of the movie, I'm still glad that everything else holds well. Because realistically, the heart of any movie will always come down to its characters, its writing, its story, everything beyond the look. The look is just there for a surface level, pleasing, uh, you know, to please the audience. But if it doesn't hold up as well, we can get by that. Now, of course, before I fully delve into my feelings of the movie beyond the animation, and of course, I've already talked about uh, some of the stuff that I like. But before I go any further, I guess, I just want to point out that how this, of course, is not my first time watching it. M a majority of the people who... Well, anyone who was there when Shrek came out, realistically, I was there. A lot of other people were there. It's only been 20 years. So, obviously, this would not be the first time that I ever watched this movie. This was a big hit in its day. It spawned a bunch of stuff. I remember at first, I was not interested when it was... Um, like the trailers were coming out because I was look I was a kid I was just like look I'm not really into the gross out humor I was never a big fan of like Nickelodeon like with some exceptions like I did watch a lot of Spongebob when that was new but when it came to most Nickelodeon stuff I just didn't bother just because it was you know nasty gross out humor and that was not my kind of thing I've changed a lot over the years but with Shrek that was my whole thing I was like I was kind of hesitant just because like okay look it looks like it's making fun of Disney which whatever um not like I was hard defending Disney at the time but but I was just like I don't want to see a Disney movie with just farts in it because that's what it looked like like hey look let's make a Disney movie but with farts in it of course it's not a Disney movie but that's not the point point. and yeah I, I was just like I'm not interested in watching this movie I'm not interested in doing anything with this movie I'm just gonna skip it but a lot of people did like the movie it, it was a big hit when it came out so obviously within time and within time here means probably a, a few months maybe not even that long after the dvd came out because honestly i can't remember the full time frame on it but i did see it shortly after uh it got in, into home video because i remember um like in school and relatives just being all like hey look this is a good movie whatever as a kid it's not like i can really fight what's being put on uh half the time so okay let's put on shrek yeah, I loved it. I, it was a really funny movie. It was really different. Uh, it didn't get all the jokes at the time. Of course, rewatching it when uh, Shrek 2 came out, Shrek 3, I slowly started getting, you know, some of the more adult jokes in there because I was like, hey, look, I'm, you know, entering my teens or already was in my teens, depending on which sequel we're talking about. So it was something that held out and I, I did go all the way up to part four in terms of watching these in theaters. So that was a definite thing where it was like, okay, it was talked about so much that even me, who was not even interested in it to begin with, eventually had to see it just because everyone else was watching it. And yeah, I don't regret it. Obviously, I did have had my point where I was just kind of like, okay, this movie's overrated. Uh, part three was really stupid. Part four, I th actually think it's underrated, but I'll get into that someday when I actually do part four. And since then, since it became a meme, since there were talks about doing a fifth part, which have not happened, it has not happened yet, but it was originally, uh, from what I remember, supposed to come out this year or maybe next year. I know it was supposed to be like the 20th anniversary, which is this year, but there's been issues with that beyond COVID. It's not just uh, a COVID thing because I have not heard much development on it. But yeah, there's been talks about doing the fifth part. And over the years, I was just like, okay, this is a very overrated movie. Like, I, I liked it as a kid, but come on, guys, it, it, it can't hold up that, that, that well. And with that, I was often thinking about the pettiness stuff that I described earlier. Uh, some of the pop culture jokes in here because there's like the matrix gag and just some other stuff that it's like okay that's clearly done for the kids at the time but look it's not gonna hold up so well q in actually re-watching this movie uh for this video and i realized wow i i kind of feel like i've been 
kind of a dick these last few years to this movie. And like, not that I ever flat out hated it, but that I was treating it like it was something that it wasn't. Uh, that it was just a, a bigger mess. Like, rewatching it I, within 30 minutes, even quicker than that, really. I was already like, you know what? I'm hooked on watching this. I want to watch it from beginning to end. I actually do love a lot of the banter between Donkey and Shrek and the characters. The writing is smart. The pacing is great because this is a movie that cuts out all the like the stuff that you would normally see dragging in other movies. Like it just goes from scene to scene to scene very well. It's not something that you see with a lot of movies anymore. I mean, even at the time there was issues with that, but more so now since there's a lot of movies that are focused on trying to be close to two hours or even two hours. Uh, this is a 90 minute movie and it never feels like it tried being more than that. It's perfectly plotted out. But yeah, I was just in for the ride and I was just like, you know what? I do think that later um later anime movies are better stuff like it's the spider-verse cloudy with a chance of meatballs of course there's a pixar stuff even dreamworks with kung fu panda how to train your dragon just a lot of movies that have come out since that are better than this i'm not gonna argue against that however this movie holds up in a way that i hadn't thought of before just because i have seen so much of the memes at this point that it just feels weird seeing this and realizing it is much more solid than i remember it holds up really well and it's just a nice little animated movie uh the friendship of, of shrek and donkey great i i love eddie murphy as donkey it's really funny i i know a lot of it it's still that pop culture kind of stuff but for the most part it's not like genie from like aladdin it, it feels natural it just feels like okay this is just a donkey that always talks so of course he's gonna say a bunch of stuff that is kind of meaningless and stupid but it's it's fun uh the relationship between shrek and fiona feels very genuine and it, it feels uh more genuine than a lot of other relationships i've seen in animated movies since then like it, it, they actually do take their time building it up while never slowing down to to showcase it like it, it's always from beginning to end from when they they meet you see the banter between them and just the way they react off of each other feels great lord farquaad it's the part of the movie that doesn't hold up as well, just because with Lord Farquaad, it is a, a funny character. You do have great voice work from John Lithgow, but the problem is that it's a bunch of ableist jokes with him. Like, it's just like, hey, look, he's short. And this goes on and on. And to be fair, the movie kind of makes it work because it is kind of like, okay, let's... Well, one, of course, the whole pettiness with Disney. Not that that excuses ableism, but okay, understanding from that point, like, okay, so this is just more of a joke on the person rather than actual people like this but the story kind of works well enough because like okay so he's this larger than life figure who isn't all that large so i kind of get it but at the same time yeah it's still kind of mean-spirited about it so i understand from that point why some people might not enjoy it that being said he's not in the movie enough to ruin the the whole thing you know i mean he gets introduced almost 20 to 30 minutes into the movie uh he gets one scene where well, i mean well not really one scene but he gets multiple scenes where he's at at the castle but it's always very short quick stuff and even by the end we kind of dispose of him real quick so we can get by it for the most part uh i do think that it would have been stronger if he had just been a normal guy because hey you know given the message of the movie where it's like you know accepting people for how they are you know how they are instead of how they look but i can forgive it to some extent in some parts though obviously yes it is an ableist thing and if you feel offended by it i totally understand it is something that is complicated i'll say complicated in terms of how it's done but overall really solid stuff like i said eddie murphy is donkey great mike myers is shrek 
great. Cameron Diaz as Fiona, great. John Lefkow, really good performance, even though it's a troublesome character, but overall, solid stuff. And everything else about the movie, for the most part, does hold up really well. The animation, not as much, but again, you can kind of forgive it, given that that's a problem with CG in general, and you do have to get into the mindset of understanding, hey, look, this was made at a, an earlier time, so of course it's not going to be as good looking as something made today. Still an issue, but it's something you can easily forgive, is my point. But yeah, it's a really solid movie. I greatly enjoyed it. I would say that, obviously, this is definitely worth watching again if you haven't seen it uh, in a while. If you've never seen it, somehow but maybe you're a kid who just knocked on to this or maybe just maybe you just completely skipped out on it somehow skipped the zeitgeist all that stuff so yeah if you've never watched it watch it it's definitely a solid thing it definitely earned that uh best animated feature award even though i prefer monsters inc if i'm completely honest but at the same time i do feel like this was very important to win for that year and for the most part i do feel like this is a very important animated movie and it truly showcased what animation could be and evolve into for the 21st century obviously it's gotten past this now but it was important for setting that ball rolling because I feel like a lot of animation today would not be where it is, what it is, or even around if it wasn't for this movie. So thankfully this movie exists. I really enjoy it. And yeah, Shrek, it's a masterpiece. Maybe not my favorite movie uh, from DreamWorks. Definitely not actually. Not my favorite movie of that year. Not my favorite anim animated movie of that year. But it, 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 it is a well-deserved win. It is a well-deserved classic. It is something that definitely holds up and filmed in general and it's very important to to acknowledge its successes and what it did right so yeah shrek great movie this has been octaviano macias host of i can't believe it's not the mouse thank you for listening and if you enjoyed this please consider supporting my patreon at www.patreon.com psychamps that's S-A-I-C-A-M-S. www.patreon.com slash psychams. Thank you again, and I'll see you next time. Well, it's no wonder you don't have any friends. Wow. Only a true friend would be that truly honest.